your go-to girls, Jill Vanek and Lauren Sherwin. Flip the script and give you a weekly dose of career advice, banter, and the insider office gossip. You have all heard the phrase, your go-to guy. We are Are your your go-to girls. It is the go-to girls podcast, and I am so pumped to have one of my best friends and our special guest, our go-to girl traveler on the episode today. Her name is Juliana Wurzberger. And Jules is not only one of my best friends for her day job, she is she leads media planning and investment for a large um, alcoholic beverage company. Might've heard of it. <laughs> to protect the innocent, we are not going to say the name of it, but just trust me, you're probably slamming them on a Saturday night. And Jules is on this podcast. We just got back from our, what, our sixth, our seventh lady moon that we've ever taken. Oh my God. I, I, something. We went to Alaska. We will delve, dive into that. But Jules has traveled to five continents. She's been to 23 countries plus the US, like almost all the states, at least 30 plus states in the US. And Jules is my personal travel hero. She went on a six week solo adventure around the world. Unheard of. So pumped to have her on. Jules, are you excited to be on the Go-To Girls podcast? Oh my God. What an introduction. I sound like such a badass. I mean, well, you kind of are. So (laughs) that's the whole thing. Oh my God. I gotta, I gotta disclaim though, all, all of my, uh, my views and my, my opinions on this podcast, uh, first of all, do not reflect my employer, but also I am not (laughs) an expert and, um, it's just a girl that likes to travel. So, um, but I'm excited to be here. I am so pumped that you are on. So, I mean, let's tell the people before we start and you guys, Lauren is not on this podcast. She is away. She is on her own little go-to girl adventure right now. So it's just Jules and I, but we're going to start, like, let's talk about how we even became friends. Oh, like, I mean, that was moons ago, many moons, many, many lady moons ago. So Jules and I lived in New York at the same time. Jules still lives in New York. Correct. And we met because we both had a mutual friend you went to Penn State with. Yes. Yes. I mean, shout out Amy Avella. What I mean, Uh, I can say her name. Amy Travis, but yes. Her her married name's Amy Travis. Do you guys ever (laughs) do that? Every every maiden name, I'm just like, uh, what, Amy who? Uh, It's Avella, guys. Stop in my phone still as Amy Avella. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So met through a mutual friend. We fell in love, Lady Moon style, and have been really good friends ever since. And Jules, we have been to where? We've been to Morocco together, Thailand. Thailand. Oh, Bermuda. I forgot about Bermuda. Maybe it's 24 countries, actually. So yeah, Bermuda. Iceland. Iceland. That was a sick trip. That uh, trip is like top. That trip so was good. epic. Did we say Mexico? We did Mexico. No, we did Mexico where Jules and I met a monkey named Michael Jackson. <laughs> who? True story. That was and so gross. Then and Amsterdam, the Netherlands, right? Amsterdam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've we've been a few places. Been a few places. Been to a few places. So I am so pumped to have you on the podcast because when we were doing our lady moon, like so many people started DMing both you and you and I, but started DMing us like, this is amazing. I love that you to travel. Like a lot of people were like, I want to go someplace. I just don't know enough about it. How do I get started on my own? So really that's what this episode is about talking about your love of travel, how we kind of got started and just tips and tricks because before we start, when we were in Alaska, Jules and I ran into two super drunk girls. 
at a bar in Anchorage. <laughs> oh my God. Those poor girls. Jules, they, they were so cute, you guys, but I mean, wasted oh. and what they were 22. They, so, were, they had just graduated college. Yeah, yeah. 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 So super young. So they started talking to us and basically they were like, they called us old. Right. They called us old, <laughs> full blown, but they were like, we love that you guys do this. We want to be you when we grow up. And like Jules and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, yeah, I mean, we kind of want to be us too. Like it's just, <laughs> it was cool to see young girls out traveling. I mean, they did call us old, but like we, we are old to 20 year olds. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They were making some choices that were probably questionable in terms of safety, which we can get into, but right. um, which yeah, we will sure. get into. Yeah. Like I definitely felt a maternal instinct to be like, um, put another layer of clothes on and watch your <laughs> Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But we are going to get into it. So we asked you guys to send in some questions and you did, which I am so, so pumped about. So before we get into that, you guys looked up some statistics because, you know, Jules and I travel together, her and I, a lot. And Jules has traveled on her own. But women traveling is becoming more and more of a thing. So a study done by George Washington University shout out DC, um, says that about two thirds of today's travelers are women and about 32 million American women travel alone every year, which is amazing. I love that that statistic is only going up and women are getting the confidence to travel on their own. It's great. great. So that's what we're going to get into. First question we got Jules was, I think a really, really good question. This was from a woman who contacted me and said, listen, I've never really traveled by myself. I want to circumstances in life have changed. Where are some of the safest places to travel for a woman or where are some of the safest places that you guys have traveled? Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of literature on, on topics like this. And I think, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, a really important topic too, in terms of research, right? So, and we can talk more about research as we, as we get through this conversation, but um, if you are unwilling to do research, number one, in any travel situation, you're not going to want to travel because you need to take time to, to look up and read and all that kind of stuff. And I, I can't think of them off the top of my head, you know, honestly, what the, but I remember seeing a list, it was Condé Nast Traveler, it was Travel Leisure. There's so many reputable travel uh, publications that you can, you can look up or or follow on Instagram, follow on whatever social platform you choose to, to, um, you know, interact with. But I know one of them was, I remember quite, quite well because I've been there is Japan and Japan is, is one of the safest places for women, um, to travel to. Um, I would say honestly, any other country too, that where it's, it, you, you speak the native language also yeah. is, is a good start, right? So whether we're the native language of what you speak, or if you're fluent in another language, it's probably, um, a less heavier lift, right? If you go and you travel in that country. So, so something like in England, although that's a, you know, it's a big country with major cities. So if you're uncomfortable with major cities, maybe don't, don't go there first, but being a native New Yorker, you know, something as easy as London is also probably something really, you know, uh, safe to do. I know New Zealand is one. I know that um, has been written up as a, as a super safe place. Um, So that's another one. Um, But yeah, I would say, you know, Safety is is really all about how you have your wits about you. You know, if you if you live in a in a rural community, you know, you know, maybe try something that is similar um, to the to the look and feel of that, or a smaller a smaller metropolitan area. Don't just jump into like you know Tokyo or 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 um, you know Mumbai, right? You want to make sure that you're that you're going to someplace that 
um, if it's your first time traveling internationally, especially that, that, you know, you, you can get by with the language, but then number two, maybe just like, it's, it's similar in, in, in the type of, of place that, that, that you're used to Iceland also, I believe is another place that's super safe for women. Again, every Icelander speaks, speaks English, um, not about every Icelander, but every Icelander we encountered spoke We English. met, yes. Um, and, you know, the, also the literacy rate is super high there too. So so Canada is probably also a very safe place to go. Um, you know, so again, I think it's just, you know, after you've done your research, right? And after you, you know, take a stock, take stock of like, where are you comfortable in terms of a language barrier? Um, that might be a, um, a safe place to go. But there are tons of, tons of, tons of, um, tons of literature that you can Google and, 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 and get other people's opinions as well. A hundred percent. I love that answer. And, and I think too, just to jump on this bandwagon, you know, Jules and I have been to a bunch of places and, and again, she's been a way more than I have, but you know, the only time I felt an unsafe is a strong word. Like Jules and I were bamboozled in Morocco. And, and when I say bamboozled, it was just like a street prank. Like we wanted, we asked directions and a kid told us, you know, for a dollar to go this way. And then another kid met us and said, no, that's the wrong way. Like basically just kind of a little mini scam on us. Right. Yeah. Am I describing well, they wanted, it? Well, they wanted a tip at the end. We, yeah. we clearly lost someone, someone noticed and was like, oh, it's this way. We followed right. them. And they're like, okay, well give me money now. And it's like, mm, no. exactly, exactly. <laughs> and Morocco Jules and I did with a group tour, which I highly recommended because it was very interesting. It was one of the first times, and this speaks a lot to my privilege, but one of the first times I truly was and felt like the minority. The languages there are Arabic and French, and English is a very small subset. And Berber. And it was, Don't forget Berber. Oh, you're right. And it was so interesting being that minority of, oh my God, no one understands me or, you know, that kind of thing. Again, we were with a group tour, but I would say, you know, Jules brought up a good point in terms of safety or if you're just kind of spreading your wings into travel, you know, really be cognizant of, um, Morocco is an, an Arabic country with, you know, there is a big difference between genders and culturally and religion. And, and, you know, maybe just be aware of all of that as you kind of spread your travel wings. It was a very different experience than like in Iceland, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those are really, really good tips. The other thing, Jules, is, you know, we got a lot of questions about, listen, I'm pumped. I love what you and Jill are doing. Like, I love a lady moon situation, which PS, TM, TM, TM. We need a trademark. <laughs> lady moon. Um, but a, a lot of the questions was, where do we start? Now, you guys, in Jules and I relationship, I'll tell you right now, she is the planner extraordinaire, okay? <laughs> it's but yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. she's amazing at it and loves it and gets and dives deep. But Jules, let's talk a little bit about, we also, and you especially, we talk to people who've been there. Like you yeah. have done a lot of itineraries based on friends and where they've been. Yeah. So is that kind of how you start when you get inspired by a place? So a lot of times, yeah. I mean, it can be as simple as someone, I see someone trip on, mm -hmm. on social media and I'm like, wow, I really want to do that. I ask them for their itinerary. And then from there, you know, if it's, if it's, if I'm going in the same time frame, if I'm not, if I'm extending from there, you, you, you start to, to do, to customize it, right. To make it, to yep. make it your own. Um, and, or like, it could be as simple as, um, you know, 
again, when you're following these other, these other publications online, like I, on, on, on Instagram, I follow Condé Nast Traveler. I follow uh, Travel and Leisure. I follow a couple of vloggers that I've, that I've discovered on YouTube. Again, research is the key part mm-hmm. of, of building an itinerary. Um, but, but, you know, as soon as you're inspired by a place or you hear about something from somebody, or you're just, again, living life on social media and you're like, wow, that place looks beautiful. I want to go there. You have to start research. If you're unwilling to do research, don't travel because you can't just wing it. Um, anywhere, I would say you have to do bare minimum sorts of, of Googling, um, or, or using, using sites like TripAdvisor Mm -hmm. or, or, um, you know, again, just, just, just Google it, putting, putting the name of a city into a search engine, right? New York Times travel is also another, another great resource. Um, Fodor's, Frommer's, Lonely Planet. Um, there's tons of those, even going to like a Barnes and Noble. Am I, am I, am I dating myself? Do people go to bookstores anymore? I mean, I'm in love with bookstores. (laughs) Um, First of all, I called it Barnes and nobles for about 35 years, <laughs> but that's a side note. Well, maybe it is. Um, no, but, um, or if you're ordering on, on amazon.com, right. Order, order a like lonely planet or a photos or a farmers of the place you want the destination. Rick Steve is even a great, a great yes. or for, um, for European travel. He's traveled extensively there, right. For, for like generations that man is, has traveled. Um, so, so research is a great place to do. And then you dive in and you start reading and then you start building, like, what are all the places I want to go to? And you make a list and then you have to be like, okay, well, I have seven days. I have five days. I have 14 days and mm-hmm. you try to, start to like start to slot them in and you see how far apart they are from each other. And you like, how do I get between these places? So right. yeah. And even so when Jules and I went to Alaska and I think everyone on this podcast knows, um, I'm not a great flyer. Um, so I think we need to tell the people, Jules, so Jules is like, will you go in a prop plane? Like, can we go up? And the prop plane lands on a glacier, like lands on Denali, like the highest mountain. I was like, what? So we, we did it. We need to talk to them about our trip, but you basically saw that on a vlog, right? And said, Oh, you found yeah. the company fly Denali. Like, how did you find that to slot that in? I had been Googling. So also I think it's important to mention. So for Alaska, I was prepared to go myself. Yes. Um, so a, a coworker of mine had done something rather, just rather like, um, just crazy, I guess, if you think about it, I mean, there were Delta airlines was giving away, I think not giving away, um, round trip, round trip flights to Alaska, like right as the pandemic was like, you know, getting better, people were coming, Mm -hmm. getting more and more vaccinated. A round trip to Anchorage on Delta was like 10,000 frequent flyer miles. Right. And we'll get, we'll, we'll talk more about, about frequent flyer programs and all that stuff in a minute. But, um, I think it was one way was like 10,000 miles, which is not a lot to go on an eight and a half hour journey across the country. Um, so I was like, wow, that would actually be an awesome trip to do in the summer because I was, I was dying to go somewhere. Like it's right. It had been a year, a year of no travel, you know, coming off, uh, 2019, which for me had been one of the most traveled years of my life. So, um, uh, I built an itinerary based off sort of his suggestions, but then also, again, I just started Googling. I started, I started reading. I, yeah. I, I went on YouTube and I was like, Alaska logs. Right. And you start watching and, and seeing what happens. And I, I found an individual I'm blinking on her name, but she was very prolific with her Alaska blog. And she was like, fly Denali. You're going to go. The top thing you should do is flight seeing. She's like, if you do nothing else, like do a flight seeing tour. Like, that's how much she was like, you know, pushing it. And I was like, all right, cool. And I looked it up. And I was like, well, I'm going to do it. This it's, it was $600, which is not, right. which is not cheap, right? Not cheap. Again, 
you know, but Hey, once in a lifetime, when are we going to be lifetime, Denali again? Jill and I are lucky to have, you know, um, jobs that, that pay us well. We're also older, right? So, so right. we paid our dues and we, we had some cash and we're like, we're going to go do this. And, um, and, and Jill, Jill ended up coming with me on the trip after I'd kind of built the itinerary and which was just amazing because I don't think I could have, <laughs> I don't think it would have been the same trip if I'd done it myself for sure. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's Googling lots of Googling and lots of just, if you, once I find nuggets of information, like one particular place, like TripAdvisor travel forums, like it's just, you, you go back and you just keep reading and you start to like, know, like what's dig down know, bullshit yep. and what's, you know, this is something yeah. I should listen to. Right. So, yeah, exactly. And so that's sort of how fly Denali came and you guys, I was proud of myself. I literally had throw up in my throat when we, when we landed, like, I still can't believe I did it. I'm not even getting. It was a small plane. It was they call them they call them bush planes because I think that they were like they they go into like very remote areas. Oh, I thought you were going to say because it's bush league and we're going to like. Also, also, guys, the week we got back, sadly, like no joke, like six people died in a a plane. Not that fly, not fly Denali, but like I was like, Jules, never again. These two feet need to touch the ground. Like I can't. I don't know. Our pilot was, was, was wonderful. I'm blinking on his name too. But Our pilot was wonderful. And you yeah. guys know who he looks like. Jules doesn't watch it, but 90 day fiance, he looks like Mike who dates Natalie from 90 day fiance who lives in Seattle, Washington. Just, you yeah. know what? You're going to get a visual. I just got a, I got a confident vibe off the guy. It was like Northern exposure. It was great. It uh, really was. Well, yeah. don't they say like one in nine people in Alaska have their pilot's license? Yeah, they were Absurd. saying yeah. Absurd. Because, because the road system they were saying, so Alaska, for anyone that doesn't know this, is like twice the size of Texas in, in reality. And the road systems they were saying, so the amount of like travelable, drivable roads, right, is, is, is likened to that of Rhode Island. And then within that like amount of road, like what, 30% is paved or something like yeah, that? It was so, so, so people have their pilot's licenses, obviously. Statistic. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't trust that many people to have a license. Okay. But <laughs> it was very good. Like it was just a fun thing. And that's kind of, again, the process of how to find that. Now, the next question we got in, I really like this question because like Jewel said, she was full blown, like, all right, I'm going to go to Alaska by myself. Um, but I hopped on that bandwagon and was super pumped. So a question we got, how do you determine whether this should be a solo trip or a friend trip? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's, can I convince another human to go with me? Yeah. I (laughs) I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there are some places. So, I mean, I guess inspiration wise, like how I, how I decide like, you know, where my next trip's going to be. Um, it's, it's very much like I get inspired and like, I, I, I see a place, like I said, on Instagram or I see a place, a friend goes and I see it. Um, so, so for me, it's like, if I, and I have a, a core group of girlfriends that like, or even just friends, friends, friends that, um, I, will go, go to, right. My go-to, my go-to group of travelers. You go your go. I love it. You have your go-tos. Exactly. Um, and if they're, if they're not into it or, or if they're like, I can't really travel then, or and sometimes I'll go deep. Like <laughs> it depends how, it depends how, how right. much I don't want to go by myself. Right. Yeah. Um, and that that's usually uh, based on the country itself. Right. If I, again, if I feel comfortable, is it a place that I think I can manage and navigate on, on my own? Um, how long am I going for? Right. Um, so, so based on that, if I can, I always prefer to travel with somebody because I think that the experience is deeper. I think you just get more out of it. Um, I also, I don't personally like 
partaking or I haven't, not that I don't like to, I'm, I, that's like a, a, a thing that I'm not hundred percent comfortable with speaking of boundaries is, is good going out at night and partying, right? Like, or, or, or going, trying a bar at night, right? Like by myself, like yeah, that's yeah. not, that's probably like a step too far. So if it's a place with like an active nightlife or, you know, where I, I would want to try that out, like that's something, again, I'd probably save for a trip with somebody I knew. But if it's a place where it's like, maybe it's a lot of like hiking or a lot of like museums, or it's a lot of like, um, just beautiful, beautiful vistas, right? Totally. That could be easier to do. You could do it. And, you know, when, when this question came up, what I thought of is, you know, Jules for her 40th did a villa. Is a villa the right way to describe it? You rented a beautiful home in Italy. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we can talk about that trip in general, but it was, you know, what's funny that trip was in, so I was turning 40. I had never, I had worked since I graduated college, right? Like I graduated college right. like I went, straight I off the bat. Me and Amy Avella, we graduated Penn State in yeah. May. Uh, in mid-May was Mother's Day of twenty of two thousand and one, right? Um, and then I went right to work. Like it was a month later. My mom's like, uh, I was like, Mom, I want to drive across country. She's like, Oh, you need to get a job. Yeah. So, so it was. I, I was at a desk literally a month later. Like it was like June eleventh. I was sitting at a desk, my first job out of college, and I didn't take the summer off. I kind of just went. I also never studied abroad, like in college. Yeah, I, had, I had the worst college advisor who was, I was like, all my friends were studying abroad. And I was like, uh. oh my God, is this the same one that Amy had? Didn't <laughs> yeah. he talk with the lisp? Uh, Bob Bacchus. No, Bob Bacchus. It, was, it was his assistant. Um, and not oh, his assistant. With lisps, but like, no, not to disparage, <laughs> but like, like the assistant definitely <laughs> had, I didn't go to Penn State, you guys, but I've heard these stories so many times. Like, right. She'd be like, ah, uh, Bob Bacchus is not here right now. <laughs> Right? So yes. So Bob Bacchus was my advisor oh, and, I, and and I, maybe I feel bad going out in public and saying he was the worst advisor, but I say that because the man told me I would not graduate in four years, even though I went into school with six, six college credits. Cause, cause you know, AP, AP history. I like ace that I ace that test. I got a four. If no one knows what I'm talking about, do they still have AP tests. I think I, they I'm still do. Sure. I think they still do have AP. Anyway, went into Penn state, six college credits ahead. And this man was like, you're not going to graduate in four years if you study abroad. So I was like, well, crap, I, I can't right. not graduate. In right. Four years. Like I got to get out of here, Bob. So, so I didn't, I didn't go, but so, but that was a huge, not that I have many regrets in my life, but that's probably one of them. Right. Cause all my friends went, yeah. all my friends like bebopped around Europe for, you know, for a semester. And I was, I was in state college, Pennsylvania, trudging through snow my junior year. Right. So, so I was just, Wanderlust is always something that like, I just, you've had, I had, right. I just, I wanted to totally. see So when I, and I, I've been watching, um, master of none. You, I don't know if you guys know that show. It was Aziz Ansari is like master of the second season. He has like a huge breakup or something happens yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Like, in the show. And then he go, he moves to Italy for a month and like learns how to play, make pasta or it was, it was like an indefinite amount of time. He was like, I'm going to Italy and I'm making pasta. And I saw that and I was just like, that I, I need to do that. So I, I originally I went in and, and my boss at the time, I was working at a different, a different company, not, not the adult beverage company, a different company that made, that made, that makes, that makes electronics, uh, which I will also not name. But, yes. um, I went into my boss and I was like, Hey, um, you know, I, I, I worked my, I've worked my entire life from like 
literally graduation to this moment. And I said, I would like three months off to travel the world. And she was like, uh, I can maybe get you six weeks. <laughs> so I was like, great. Memorial Day to July 4th. Right. And you asked. And I'm going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll be a whole other podcast. But I, and I did that and I went and I knew in my mind, Japan was a place I wanted to go. And I knew I wanted to go on a safari and I knew that I wanted to go to the Maldives <laughs> and I knew Amazing. that I wanted yeah. to do um, a week in Italy because I had to pay homage to like, you know, the master of non inspiration. And I was like, and I, and also another, another movie inspiration, another TV show inspiration, call me by your name, which is if anyone has never seen that movie is a heartbreaking. Oh, movie. well, what's his last name? It's movie. Timothy, what? Shamalay? Shalamane? Uh, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Well, he's hot. Whoever he is. And he's uh, like 18. Yeah, yeah. But wow. also Army Hammer who, you know, not, well, not, he's not been canceled. Yeah, he's been canceled. But so, Tim but, is still, I mean, he's 18 guys, but. No, he's like, he's like in his 20s now. Oh, he's like, legal now? Yeah, he's, he's in your wheelhouse. It's totally fine. My wheelhouse is young. I love how I act like I'm going to meet him on the street though and be like, hey, Tim, what's up? <laughs> Anywho, so if anyone's ever seen Call Me By Your Name, the house in that movie was, again, it was Northern Italy, probably more on the border of like Switzerland or closer to like, you know, um, probably closer to like where George Clooney lives. Where do they live? Uh, Lake, Lake Cuomo. So probably up more in the north, um, but it was this beautiful villa. They picked, for anyone again that's seen the movie, picking fruit off the trees, kind of situation, apricots or whatever they were. And I was like, God, I really need to, to get a house like that in Italy. And I, again, reached out to a select group of humans. And I was like, guys, I'm I'm getting treats on, I'm treating, I'm treating you all to this Airbnb that I have found um, in a small town called Ravenna, Italy, and we'll do day trips that just come pay for your flights and your your food, and I will I will provide the the accommodation. So that was also uh, part of the trip. But that yeah. was a big thing. Yeah, it was a big thing you did. And then I actually did could not go to Italy because I was still in school. Jill was invited. She she turned me down. I was. Julie calls me <laughs> CP Newton because I'm such a nerd, but. What I was going to say, though, is we actually, I met Jules during her travels. I met her in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, yeah. So we went to Amsterdam, did a few days together, but Jules left a little bit earlier to go where you were in Africa. You were going to Japan. Well, I, I don't know. Fly, I had to fly from Amsterdam to Tanzania. That was the yes. only way I could get there. Yes. So she flew to Tanzania and I stayed for two extra days in Amsterdam by myself. So going back to kind of like comfort zone or doing whatever, Amsterdam was so easy to do by myself. A lot of museums, a lot of fun things. It was just, again, you can break these trips up, do part by yourself, do it with someone. Like it's just That's the world is your oyster. Too. You know what That's I mean? A great point too. If you're going somewhere with somebody again, and you want to try out that like solo travel moment, right. extending the trip past when the other person or other people might be going home is a, is a great way to do that. Because I did that in Madrid um, with, a, with a friend of mine, we were traveling around Spain. She had to go back. She has, she had to work. She had her kids. She had her husband. Right. She's like, I can't go past like, you know, five, five-ish days. And I was like, well, great. I'm going to stay another two and I'm going to see Madrid. And she'd already seen Madrid. So I was like, this is perfect. We like, so that's also, that's a great Good trip point, Jill, that you can extend trips and try to solo travel for a couple of days. If you're like trying yeah. to get your feet wet. Yeah. Which, which I love, which I love. Yeah. Okay. One last thing before we go to tips and tricks. So a lot of questions came in and honestly, Jules, I feel this not only internationally, like I have a hard time doing this in Philadelphia, which I think just says a little bit about me. And like, I feel like I'm very confident in some areas, but this isn't one of them. Like I don't really eat by myself. Like I'll just, 
I would rather do takeout or bring it in. This person wants to know how to come up with ways to entertain yourself while dining alone. Like, how do you dine alone? How do you get that confidence? What do you do? I mean, we're not generally when you're traveling, if you're traveling by yourself, you don't, you're not having epic three hour dinners. I mean, maybe you are, I don't know. I haven't done that. Um, I, I did a, I did a rather long omakase in Japan, which was, which was phenomenal, but you start talking. I was talking to the, to the sushi chef, um, yeah. and, or their assistant. Um, if there are other people, if you're in a, this is a very unique situation to a sushi bar, but any bar, right. Most restaurants have bars. Yes. Eat true. The bar. Um, and then you, you start talking to people around you as well. Um, you know, if that's not available to you, it's bring a book. We have these things called phones <laughs> that can entertain us. Yeah. Right. But also at the very least, sometimes it's just people watching, like, you know, you're going to these places that are brand new, you know, assumably to, to kind of see things you've never seen before. So just maybe you're not entertained for 20 minutes I and mean, how long do meals really take, uh, right. you know, think about it. Um, so sometimes I just sat there and I just watched people or I'm reading the travel book, the travel guide to see what I want to do tomorrow or yeah. later that day. Right. So I think that's a, that's a, that's a situation that's very much like in someone you're in your head, I think in that, totally. in that moment. And it's maybe more like perception versus reality. But I think that time flies. It's not super long. If you're really worried about it, see if you can sit at the bar and maybe make some friends and talk to people, um, you know, or just, you know, pull out your phone and just, you know, second screen it, you know, it's not that difficult. (laughs) Exactly. And, And I think you brought up a good point. Like you're in your head because when I see like, especially, you know, I mean, in Philly, you see it, but in New York a lot, like when I see a woman like dressed, not that you have to be dressed in nines, but dressed in nines with a glass of wine, reading a book by herself. I'm like, I don't think of what a loser. I think like, what a badass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like so cool. You see that so often in New York City. Yeah. I've done it myself. Like yeah. also going to a movie by yourself is probably the best thing ever because no one's talking to you. And right. No one's exactly. Exactly. You know? No one's bugging you. Movies, that is. But yeah, for sure. Exactly. Okay. All right, we're going to do a little lightning round at the end, but hacks, tips, tricks, things that make travel easier. And I know you have a whole list of this um, for, you know, the go-to girl who is traveling either solo or just with another person or that kind of thing. The one thing I will say before we start that I don't want to forget, Jules, is, you know, the one thing that I have done kind of by myself, but a little bit of a cheat is... I'm super into fitness and I've gone on fitness retreats where I didn't know anyone else there, except I knew the instructor and I knew that the group of women she would bring along, I'd automatically be friends with. So I've gone to Jamaica like that. I think I'm going to go to Costa Rica like that upcoming or Tulum, you know what I mean? So that's also something that it's a way to get out, see things, you know, you're going to be with a group of like-minded people, but you're not best friends with them. So wanted to mention that, like those types of things, like lean into them. Like that's going to be a really good thing to spread your wings. If you have an interest area, like, like cooking, culinary, culinary interests, photography, Um, I think there, I mean, again, I haven't done a ton of research on this because again, research is super important. I'm going to say that again. Um, but there are a lot of groups that travel, um, with that expressed theme in mind. Right. So again, you know, you might, you might make friends doing that trip. Um, but also it gives you, it gives you a focus area again, if you don't know where to start, but you're like, God, I really love Italian cooking. I bet if you Google Italian 
cooking trip, whatever. 100%, like 85 hits will come up. Yeah. 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 That's a really good, really good point to make. Okay. Travel tips, hacks. What do we need to know before we go on these trips? What will make our life easier? I know you got a list for us. So again, I'm not, I'm not an expert. Uh, you, you might go to traveler. Just a human that is again, traveled a lot for personal reasons and for work. Um, and you know, I think this is top of my list for sure. And it's something that may not be available to everybody, um, of all ages and all income levels, but you're picking one airline and sticking with it is, is probably top of my list. So airline travel in this world is God awful. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. It's it's just, it's terrible. Um, so I look for anything that makes a a flight journey easier. Um, and I think there's, there's a couple of things, right. That, that, that will do, um, is, is I think a, a new, brainer. I, I, I don't even know if it, it has minimal cost to it. Right. Like I don't, I don't even know off the top of my head what it was. I got it so long right. ago. To I think up. it lasts yeah. for like 10 years mm-hmm. to sign up. You, you have, I think you, if you, if you pair with global entry, um, that I know is like, I think it's a hundred and something dollars and it lasts for 10 years. You go for like a little interview when you're already on your way to the airport. One exactly. of them, one of the, the interview sites are in airports, um, so you, when you're going on a flight, maybe get there a couple hours early, do your interview. And they're like, what's your name? Are you a terrorist? Cool. Right. It, the interview's sure super easy. Stuff. Exactly. Super it, it is so yeah, worth they, doing it. I think they take your finger. I think they took fingerprints. I, it's I think they do. Just, it's like, it's like a no brainer. Um, and then TSA pre-check, you know, as most of you guys probably know, is just, it's a more expedited line. You don't have to take your toiletries out of your bag. You don't have to take your laptop off out of your bag. You can keep your shoes on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, and sometimes in certain airports, the line is shorter and it's just, it's easier. Now yeah. that said, the more urban your air, your local airport is, right? So the more that people are traveling in and out of it, especially for work, like in Los Angeles, a New York City, a Chicago Sometimes those TSA pre-check lines are longer than just the normal line. So you will probably have started seeing clear or, you know, if there's a sky priority, I'm, yeah, I'm a Delta, Delta girl. So, or like whatever the airlines, like, you know, heavy flyer program is, right. You get a separate line. That's where you can start to like plus up and do those things. Now I haven't, I haven't, uh, committed to clear. I'm trying not to spend another, you know, <laughs> another set of cash on that. But I mean, I got to tell you going in and out of LaGuardia right now for anyone in the New York city area, uh, is a nightmare because just, it is. So cl- the clear, the clear line is getting a lot of traction, but, um, all those things that make travel like through security, right? Because right. you're always going to be in line with people who it, don't travel often or don't know what they're and doing. Have no clue. Well, I'll never forget Jules when you and I, so we went to Morocco when I lived in Manhattan as well. So Jules and I were on the way back and swear was to God, or was it, it Morocco? I, I forget it was, it, it was one or the other. We came back. Yeah. I shit you not guys. If we didn't have global entry to get through customs, no joke was three hours and 45 minutes. There's yeah. no way in ha- like you're off of a 12 hour flight. I think it was Thailand then. We were off of like we had global entry, we zip zip right in there. Like it is worth yeah. its weight in gold. Like no yeah. way. Yeah. I've I've been I've been in both lines. I've been in the line when it's like a, a multi-hour wait because yeah. 
can. TSA workers are, are generally very overworked humans uh, and they don't get paid a ton of money. So they just, I don't know if they, it's just, it's a lot, right? Especially when yeah. four major, you know, Short staff right now, exactly. time with like tons of people and like the lines are long. So it's just, sometimes you end up waiting abnormally long in, 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 in the, um, in the customs line, but yeah, global entry or even, and I'm not remembering the name of it guys, but I know that there is a mobile, a mobile passport app that you can also get that uses the same line, at least at JFK. I don't know about other, other, other mm. airports, but uses the same line as global entry. So you're not waiting again on the huge line, but you also don't have to go through the, the rigor of getting global entry. I will say though, TSA pre-check, there should be absolutely no reason that you do not have that unless right. not all airports have it, like smaller, like regional airports don't necessarily have a TSA pre-check line, but they will still honor it. And if you show that you're a TSA pre-check, you get like a special like pass or something and you take yeah. it through and then they, they, they still honor your, your travel yeah. um, thing. That is a no brainer for yeah. sure. For sure. Um, the other thing I'd say too, is, is an airline reward program or a credit card, just what I would call airline monogamy. Yep. Um, again, this is not something that everybody can do because, and I didn't do this for many years when I was in my twenties, I just didn't have the cash to do it. Right. So I would pick the cheapest airline right. hands down, which right? most you people do. Exactly. Life, which most people do. Right. But as I started, to tr- as I got older, again, had some more cash in my, in my pocket, also had to travel more for work, um, or just, you know, had less patience. I started to pick one airline and I consolidated all of my travel with them. I got a credit card where if I, when I spend money, it equates to miles. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it helps me get status faster on the airline. And that's something you want anytime you're traveling on an airline is status because you get bored faster. Um, you get your, um, if you're you're checking a bag, sometimes it's free up to like two bags, depending on the type of program you have. Sometimes you get um, entry into the lounge. So you're not like sitting out there like with, with, you know, random, randos, right? Especially with COVID, but especially with COVID, you know, that's, that's a, that's a huge deal. Um, You, but you also get upgraded faster, right? So, I mean, I'm at a point now where it's like, if I'm getting on a, on a a domestic flight, their chances are I'm I'm definitely sitting in class or I'm getting upgraded to first class. Big time. You guys, we had four legs. So Jules and I live in different cities. So we only did one leg together on four legs. Jules was what? First class, three of the four legs or comfort plus at least. You got upgraded. I was comfort plus the entire time, the entire time, but I was first class two of the four legs. Yeah. Yeah. And And I missed, I missed it by one person for the upgrade list for the third time. Meanwhile, I was in 32A next to the bathroom the entire (laughs) time. So listen to Jules, do your thing. It makes a difference. It just, airline travel is literally the worst. And it's just, it, Again, if it's available to you, consolidate your travel with one airline and just like go big with them. Because honestly, the price difference with most flights is not, it's 50 bucks here. Maybe it's a hundred bucks there, which again, for some people is a lot of money, but if it's not a lot of money to you, make the choice to consolidate. Do it, do it, do it. Amazing, amazing tips and tricks. All right. That's what I got, except we're going to end. I want to do a little lightning round. Okay. Wow. In terms of, I mean, you've been to a bunch of places. So I think the audience would love to know, and I know I'm putting you in the hot seat and and things are, you know, different for different reasons. What is one place you've been to where you would say, eh, I'm good. Never again. 
like maybe the worst place you've gone to or a place where you just were like, eh, not impressed? Well, I I don't want to say that because I think, again, travel is a gift. I think um, if you're lucky enough to leave to leave your, your apartment and we're not in quarantine. Right. I mean, I think you just go out of it looking so different. I would say maybe a place that maybe I, I like the way you said I'm good. I don't need to go back because there are lots of places I'm dying to go back. Right. Um, one place I would not Morocco. I'm good. I don't need to go back. (laughs) Yeah. You're good with Morocco. Yep. I'm good with Morocco. Good with, um, good with Zanzibar. Don't need to go back. Yeah. Um, Philippines while gorgeous and beautiful, I got a full experience there. Don't need to go back. Right. There, there are some places Part of that it. like, like what, how much you've yeah, explored. Exactly. How much, how much have I seen and how much have I explored? Um, you know, I think that's also uh, a key thing too. Um, name a place that completely blew you away. That was better than you expected. Japan. Japan. Okay. Japan. I know you always talk about Japan. It really did blow I, away. I, I want to go back to Japan so bad. I it's, it's funny. Like I think Japanese culture to me is so interesting. Um, the food, I'm such a fan of the food. I it's funny. Cause when we were in Thailand, Jill will remember this. Um, I'm probably the most adventurous eater of the yes, two. 1000%. Right? I, I, I get, I like to get into the local cuisine when we were in Thailand. I wanted to eat street food and I wanted to like, you know, really dive in by like day three. I was like, where's the chicken club sandwich? I got so sick of this. I was just like enough. I can't like, I can't have any more pad thai or any more curry or any more. Oh my God. I haven't eaten pad thai since we got back. You guys, we went to Thailand, like what, six years ago. Yeah. Say in Morocco. I have have not had tagine since we went to Morocco. Because we we were tagined out like 10 years ago. Right. Um, but Japan, I literally, I, I ate Japanese food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for two solid weeks. And I did not care. I was you so were obsessed. Happy. There was just so much variety. And I was just like, this is, this is it. The people were lovely. I, dro- I must've dropped. I think I dropped money on the ground. Someone ran after me to give it back. Every bathroom, even like in the subway is spotless. Like it's just so clean there. Amazing. Everything runs on time. It's just, it is, you fell in love with it. I love, in love with it so much. Give me a place that you, and I know we talked a little bit, but was there a place that was completely different than what you thought? Because I mean, we just got back. I, Alaska was different than I thought, to be honest. Yeah. Alaska. I mean, yeah, that might I, not be a great example. It was way more industrial, the cities than I thought, to be honest with you. Argentina. So how so? How is that different? So I, so Argentina was the third country I'd been to in South, been to South America. Um, I've been to Ecuador and I've been to Peru and I just, I didn't know how, uh, what's the word, I guess, cosmopolitan Buenos Aires really was going mm. to be. It felt like we were in Paris, like for, in a lot of different neighborhoods. Interesting. So European inspired. Um, and just like, it was just you know, a metropolitan city and it did not feel like you were in South America. And and I say that because in my travels is, again, I'm not an expert. I've only been to where I've been, but I remember thinking Buenos Aires was just amazing. And even as we, as we ventured down into Patagonia, just like, um, you know, it was, it was just, everything was just so much more, I guess, structured and, 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 and it was just, 
a lot more built up than I thought it was. I thought it would be super like rural. I, right. I thought we were going to be like on dirt roads. I had like no idea, right? It's Patagonia. It's like the middle of nowhere, but everything was just, it was just, again, you learn, you, you, I think travel is, is it such a great way to unlock personal bias, to unlock maybe, uh, you know, um, just prejudice even, right? Like you just, you don't, you don't even Absolutely. know where you actually go. And you just, when you're constantly surprised and just, you see how things are or just like how they're not or how they are. And you actually thought they would be there that way, but they're worse or they're better. Um, it's just, you, you constantly just keep an open mind. And it was just, um, even the, the food in Argentina was so good and so cheap. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it was just, it was outstanding. I love that. And I think that's such a perfect way to kind of end on this. And Jules, I'm so happy that you did this because you guys, Jules and I really do love to travel. And I think she described it best with that wanderlust, but wanderlust, not lost. You can get lost and have wanderlust. Yeah, you can absolutely. Um, <laughs> also, I think it is Lake Como and not Lake Cuomo, like the governor. No, did you? Did anyway, Lake Cuomo? I think I said Cuomo. Lake Cuomo. Okay, that is not how I was going to end it. But I'm just going to also. While yeah, can't. I know. I mean, girl. Who these men? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for both of us, I think, you know, number one, it's just so amazing to get outside of the box, not only the four walls of your apartment, but you really see how other people live. It gives you new perspective. Like every single trip just kind of blows your mind in a different way. And I think too, like Jules is one of the most interesting people I know. And I think a lot of that obviously personality, but also because she is so well-traveled and cultured and just it really just, I think, changes you as a person. And I think you should travel, get out there, do it. The whole point of this particular podcast is Jules and I love a lady moon. Literally, like, I hope we do lady moons until we're like 95. Um, But find one of your best girlfriends or a guy friend, anyone, do a solo trip. Like, it also inspires confidence. Like, holy shit, I can do this by myself or I can see the world. Like, it's just a lot goes into sort of, um, being on your own, being that badass and, and, and doing that and traveling. So, you know, we are so happy to all the go-to girls out there to share our itineraries. Jules has a ton. I have them saved from all of our trips. You know, if you want to kind of take from what we've done and go from there, that's a great way to get started. We can give you the down low down and dirty on everything we have done, but Jules, you're amazing. Thank you for coming on. You are my go-to traveler among other things. She's also my mini Buddha. She talks me off the ledge. Um, (laughs) But yeah, this was amazing. You guys book your trips. Seriously, there's never a bad time. Now is a great time to do it. There's a lot of deals going on, you know, obviously safety with COVID, but there's some uh, things you can jump on and um, take that lady moon. Like that's kind of the biggest thing. Travel, 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 like grow, experience, expand, get outside your box, get outside your city, do the damn thing. Yes. Love it. Amen. All right, girl. Well, I mean, Jules and I, I'll I'll probably call you for an hour later, but that is what we have now. And you guys subscribe, rate, review our go-to girls podcast. If you're going to subscribe, love you. If you're going to rate, let's make it a five-star. Okay, cool. You can talk about how amazing the podcast is. Also guys drop into our DMS. What do you want to see? What do you want to hear? What kind of content? Because we are doing this for you. Love you guys so much. We will talk to you soon. Follow us on Instagram at go to girls podcast, subscribe to our website, go to girls Love you. See you guys soon and happy lady mooning. Oh my God. Love. Love it. So Bye. fun. Thanks. Jill. It was so fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.